Hi, thanks for joining us on another episode of Teacher Nerds Podcast. Joe and Ron are self-proclaimed teacher nerds geeking out on all things education. They are looking to move educational practices out of the 1900s factory worker model to a student-driven classroom full of empathetic, creative, and collaborative students who are willing to take risks. Joe and Ron welcome you to join discussions they used to have privately, where they discussed educational tools, techniques, ideas, policies, and much more. Joe is a third grade teacher and Ron a technology teacher for grades three to eight. Thank you for listening and becoming one of the teacher nerds. Check us out on teachernerds.com and that's nerds with a Z. Find us on Instagram at teacher nerds podcast or on Twitter at teacher nerds. And now a word from a sponsor. Four, have you heard about the nerds? What's the word? Teacher nerds. You can tweet them out on Twitter. You can find them on the gram. After listening to their podcast, you'd be sitting there like, bam! Trying to take the teaching from one level to the next. Reaching up to Canada and down to Mexico. Gotta go. Teacher nerds. Start the show. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Teacher Nerds Podcast. I'm Ron Nober. I'm Joe DiPaolo. I teach technology, third grade to eighth grade. And I'm a third grade teacher. All right. So, Joe, you want to introduce our guest? I know uh, she's a friend of yours. Yeah, I do. Guys, I would like to introduce today our special guest. Her name is Dr. Kimberly Lynn Clark. She is currently the vice principal at Pinelands Regional Junior High School, although she started out as a Spanish teacher at Oakcrest. Dr. Clark is a practicing researcher who focuses on the topics such as educational leadership, leadership development, feminist theory, gender performance, and non-traditional administrative preparation. She has three beautiful children and one adorable husband who I'm lucky to call one of my best friends. She recently (laughs) had a birthday. Dr. Clark, happy birthday. Hey, happy birthday. And welcome to the Teacher Nerds Podcast Show. (laughs) Thanks, guys. I'm super excited to be here. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, thanks for joining us. And this is, for other people who don't know, this is take two. Um, (laughs) Last time didn't work out so well. Teacher Nerds had some issues, (laughs) but we got tissues for those issues and we're ready to move on. Um, so as always, we start our podcast with our two yes more, one no way, and uh, it's Burger Edition. Burger Edition is going to be interesting, that's yeah. for sure. It's time for two yes more, one no way. All right. So, Dr. Clark, do you want to start us off your two yes type of burgers and one no way you wouldn't try? Absolutely. So um, this is going to be interesting because (laughs) I uh, eat a plant-based diet, so I'm a vegan. Okay. So my yes more would actually be uh, Gardein veggie burgers. Uh, I think that they are the tastiest out of all of the plant-based burgers that you're going to get. And I've tried them all, I feel like, at this point. And I I think that they are – they're just – they're flavorful. They don't taste like a burger. But I don't expect them to taste like a burger. If I want a burger – I would eat a burger. Okay. Um, now, Gardein, my, is, is that the Gardein's, like, the brand? It's yes. A, okay. 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 The Gardein veggie burger. So, and my other yes more, um, and I actually got this from a, a place called Woody's uh, on LBI. Yes, yes. Is 
any burger, any of the veggie burgers, but with an onion ring oh. on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. A little bit of bar- barbecue sauce. Nice. And hmm. avocado. Oh, oh. Onion ring, <laughs> the onion ring is really what I think makes the burger. It adds, a, you know, just a little bit of crunch. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Texture. Texture is big. Yep. Texture is big right. when you're eating. But now and you, will, you the like the fried actually makes it a little tastier, too. You know, you get a little fat in there and who doesn't like that? Right. Well, you like the onion ring better than the avocado. Like you said avocado. And to me, that made it. Oh, I, I, I will. At home, I'll do an avocado. But if I have a choice, like if I go to a restaurant, I want an onion ring on my burger. Wow. OK. Yeah. OK. Yeah, yeah. That little bit of fried goodness. For sure, yeah. It just adds something, you know? It's it's yes. like having french fries with your burger. Yeah, absolutely. They it, just go hand in hand. It adds the calories. The first time I had yeah. it there, you just couldn't not, now that's what I want when I have a burger. Okay, yeah. okay. And what about a no so way? My, well, I mean, that I feel like I should have maybe started with no way is any burger that is made with meat. So oh. my no way would be a real burger. Uh, okay. Right. okay. Okay. And and that's, you know, that's yeah. why there's chocolate and vanilla ice cream. Yeah. There's everyone's right. everyone gets their choice. Yep. Um Ron, you want to go next? All right. So uh my yes two yes more. One of them has to be uh local place here, Vincent Town Diner. Yes. Has a delicious burger. It's called the Big Dipper Burger. Okay. And it's a burger and it comes with aju gravy. Oh. And has the onion ring on top. And you can dip into the aju gravy as you eat your burger. It is delicious. It sounds like a French dip. Yeah, kind of like a French dip, but so burger. So is, is it a better burger? You know, is it a better beef? It's yeah. I mean, they use a pretty high quality beef. Okay. Um, and then just that little, you know, that dip of the aju. Oh is yeah, delicious. Meat juice is great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my other one, and I'm not a huge fan of of the restaurant PJ Wilhands. Okay. But they have a burger, and it's taking uh, onion dip. You know, like the old top chips and dip. Yeah, like ran- like a ranch onion dip. Yeah, well, like you know the onion, onion onion dip with like sour cream and mm-hmm. onion dip, or the old soup, you know, yeah, the yeah, dried yeah. soup, and they smear that on the top of the burger. Oh, and that's okay. delicious. Okay. Um, you know, so that that's pretty good. Um, my one note. That's not something I would think to put on a burger either. Right. I right. wouldn't either. And it's delicious. And I, when I tried that, I started, because I'll eat at home, I'll eat like uh, veggie black bean burgers. And I started putting uh, hummus on the burger instead. Yes. That And that was delicious. So, um but my one no way has to be any kind of like fish burger, like the salmon burger or the tuna burgers. I'm not like fish and burger just doesn't go together for me. Okay. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm my no way is going to be similar to that. Um, but I'll, uh, when you say, so no kind of fish burger. Yeah. I, well, I mean like a shrimp burger I could probably go with, but like the like salmon or tuna, it's okay. not so much. Um, Okay. Well, I I feel I'll start with my no way then because my no way is going to be a salmon burger, definitely. And and I love salmon. Right. Oh yeah. Um, but as a salmon burger, I I definitely couldn't handle it. Um, my two yeses, one of them is definitely a bacon cheeseburger. Ooh, now yeah. now Kim, I will say this: when when we went snowboarding at uh, Jack Frost, I believe there's a there's a little brewery they brew their own and they and they have 
a huge veggie menu. And for the first time, Dylan tried a, a burger made from black beans. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm, and I'm not going to lie. It was good. It, it, and because I, I do like burgers. Um, you know, so real burgers, real burgers, burgers, well, meat burgers, you know, like I I do, I, and I've been working on my plant-based diet and, and, you know, having shakes for breakfast and salads for lunch. I think that's a great way to get those vegetables in there. Um, you know, so my, my first go would be a regular cheeseburger with bacon on top, American cheese. Um, you know, I could throw, I wouldn't mind having a black bean burger, right? but my first choice would be a regular meat burger. My second yes is going to be a tuna burger, but Ooh. now just a piece of tuna, like not, a, not a, ground up. No, 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 okay, not yeah, ground yeah. up. But like just a, a piece of tuna on a yep. roll with avocado, um, a little bit of that fancy lettuce, like not oh. iceberg, yeah, but yeah. you know maybe some of that red lettuce on yeah, top. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And, and then they, uh, it's the Cherry Hill Grill in the Cherry Hill Mall. It's it's a type of wasabi type of spread on the top. So. Nice. And it and it is delicious. Um, nice. So those are my you know those are my two yeses and one no way as far as burgers go. Sounds good. I think we may have invented a, a term, the meat burger. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the hashtag for the show. Hashtag meat burger with a side of meat juice. <laughs> Yo, you can't go wrong. <laughs> All right. So to get back to to serious, I mean the the topic that uh, we're going to discuss today, um, you know, gender and you know, all in the in the classroom and and transgender students, um, you know, I think is a, an important topic. And I think one that sometimes teachers are a little afraid to discuss or ask questions about because you're, you know, you're worried you're going to offend someone. And, you know, but I think deep down, most teachers at heart really want to include all students, everyone. Um, and I, I think it's cool. I was talking to uh, the the guy that runs Dylan's dojo. And I was telling him about the show we're doing, and 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 he said, "Joe, can you forward me the show because I would like to listen to right. that." He goes, "Because well, it's going to be." He's a teacher too. He said, "Whether right. or not I have them yet, I'm going to get those types of students, and I would, you know, I I don't know anything about right. it." So I did forward him, uh, Dr. Clark, the the article that you wrote that you sent me that was published. I sent him that, yep. and then I told him, you know, this is this is what she wrote. It's got that great index in there yeah. that talks about the terms. Yep. And then uh, I said, you know, as, as soon as we do our show, I'll send you to the link. So I know, you know, it's 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 something that teachers should be concerned with, but coaches and yeah, I think anyone uh, yeah, that right. really deals with kids, right, um, should 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 kind of know these terms and and how to help these types of students. Yeah, I think it's awesome. So yeah, and thanks. that's that's one of the reasons that I really got interested in the topic to begin with is that um, it was a term that was new that had just come out. A lot of the students in, not a lot, but a few students in our school were dealing with it. And, um, you know, we're, we're starting to identify as transgender or trying to figure out what they were in the LGBTQ plus world. And I wanted to not just educate myself, but once I became educated on the topic, share with others so that people felt a little more comfortable with, you know, what they can do to help their students, to support their students. Right, and right. I think that's like the most important thing. If there's anything that anyone's going to get out of this conversation is if you're interested in this because you want to do something right for students, you're coming from a place of support and love and care right. and you're already on the right track. Awesome. You, know, you don't really have to worry about offending people if you are trying to help them and you express that to them, that, that you are doing this and you're asking them questions because you wanna be helpful um, and, and you wanna be respectful of them. 
Awesome. So where would you like, you know, if we're going to start this conversation, what would be the starting point, you know, where you, you would like to take us from? I feel like we just need to start with some common terms. Okay. You know, okay. What are we talking about when we're talking about different things? Um, because I, I think that that's where a lot of people get confused. What is the difference between gender and sex? What's the difference between gender identity and sexual orientation? I feel as if some of those terms start getting muddled and and we need to we need to start from a place of understanding. So, so they're not synonymous, right? Like one term can't be applied to every student that's not pretty much a straight student, right? Absolutely. Okay. And, and that's why that, and that's why there's so many of those terms LGBTQ+, right. right? Because there are so many ways that people will self-identify and they once again they come they they also talk about different things. So let's, I think, start with the difference between gender and sex. Okay. You know, since we're talking about transgender today. Right. And so when we're talking about sex, we're actually talking about the biological characteristics that somebody has, the physical attributes that they're born with. So when we're talking about sex, we're, you know, we're not just talking about that fun thing that happens. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but we're talking about, you know, the, what the parts that people are born with, that, oh. you know, with it. Uh, females are born with lactating breasts, um, you know, that that men, I, I should say males are born with, uh, you know, penis testicles, right. you know, right. that's more talking about sex. That's what we're talking about. Okay. Okay. And that's distinct from gender. Gender is actually a social creation. So when we're when we're talking about gender, we're talking about attributes, socially defined behaviors, actions um, that we expect that a man and a woman uh, you know, might have in our society. So. And and before we started, yeah. before we started, Ron and I were talking about uh, Ron used to uh, his prior field was anthropology. Okay. And there are a lot of cultures where there aren't just two genders. It's not just male and female. There are multiple genders, you know. And it was when I took classes in anthropology, it opened my eyes to kind of go like, oh, that's surprising, you know. But it's right. and these are, you know, centuries old cultures. These aren't. You know, this isn't a new culture. These are new, you know, old cultures that, yeah, this is this is not uncommon. Right. It's and, uncommon and I mean, for us, I think. I, I think it's uncommon for us because we are accustomed to our own culture. Right, right, right. So exactly. When we, when we think about a man and a woman, we think about certain things. You know, when we think about a woman, we think about somebody who's wearing a skirt and high heels. Right. Um, we also think about certain professions. You know, we tend sure. to think of like childcare as a, a, a woman's profession. We tend to think of, you know, police officer, um, professional athlete. You know, we start, we think of men when we think of those uh, professions. So, right. so maybe the first thing teachers should start doing, especially in the younger grades, is kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, breaking down those gender roles maybe and, and talking about could a, could a girl be a fireman? Right. You know, or, 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 or could, could a, could a dad be the stay-at-home parent and and make sure kids get on the bus and when they get off the bus um so so maybe that's a place for them to start and i think even starting with terms like you immediately said fireman so right. fire person fire person yeah right. um, firefighter correct firefighter right. you know police officer it's right. like policeman and, and i definitely do, do think that that's a great place to start also maybe looking at the books in the literature sure. that is available in the classroom what text are you using with the students and what is included in there what are the professions that the individuals that you know the protagonists the antagonists in, mm. in the book have so read alouds in the earlier grades and and 
maybe novel studies and right, the, yeah, in the, in upper, the grades. upper grades. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, so listen, I, I feel like that's a great place to start. So gender versus sex. When we're talking about gender, we're talking about really socially defined behaviors. Because when you think about places, um, and I'm, I'm thinking of a kilt, you know, right, right. in our society, if a guy's walking around in a skirt, that's just not something that's acceptable. Right. Um, Unless you you're at a fish show. Culture, right. right? <laughs> but, you know, you go to another culture and you have, you know, the traditional wear, you know, the traditional garb is to wear a kilt. Right. Yeah. And that is something that would be common for men to wear. And and that's something I feel like we're all familiar with. It's just not you know, something we're always thinking about when we think of that. Sure. So. So that's when we're talking about gender, we're talking about sex, we're talking about sex, we're talking about female, male body parts, we're talking about gender, we're talking about man, woman, and the things that come to mind when you think of a man and a woman, that those stereotypes. Right. And so that's what we think about when we think about gender. And I think the other thing that we need to really think about um, as well and, and to clarify has to do with gender identity versus sexual orientation. Oh, okay. And I think that this is also where a lot of confusion comes in. And when we're talking about gender identity, we're talking about how someone self-identifies a subjective sense of gender that may fall into a spectrum of beliefs that it might not just be man or woman, but but falls into a spectrum. And I'm actually going to share a gender spectrum graphic with you okay. that breaks down. I, there are a lot of Disney ones, and the one that I really like is um, from the movie Mulan. So oh. if you're not familiar with that Disney movie, she really goes across the gender spectrum and even her general wear is not necessarily super girly, but that's the expectation that her society has. And then she ends up dressing up as a man and acting as a man in order to, so her dad doesn't have to go off to war. So there's oh. a really great gender spectrum graphic that I think helps to to show that even, even we, throughout the day uh, or maybe the week in the month are not always necessarily in this binary idea of, you know, man, woman. And, and that's a story that's been around for a while, right? Like Mulan isn't a new Disney movie. Like just, just that, that story has been around for centuries. Well, and you figure that, I mean, that you have Joan of Arc, right? Like that, that same kind of story, you know, I'm just going to use myself as an example. I mean, throughout the week, I, I tend to like to dress up and wear skirts and heels and things like that to work, but it's not uncommon for my husband to come home and find me on top of the roof doing roofing. <laughs> you know, here I am up there with, you know, my, my head, you know, my, my noise canceling headphones on, you know, the nail gun right. you know, and, and ripping off the roof and, and doing construction work. So, oh, so that's kind of the fluidity that you mean. Correct. You yeah. know, and, and that doesn't mean that I identify with being a man in any way, but there is that spectrum that we all tend to fall on just in, a, in you know, in our normal everyday behaviors. Right. So that's almost like you're a strong, confident woman where, where if you get home and something's off the roof that needs to be fixed, you don't have to wait for your husband to come home. Right. You know, those so that right. that role hasn't. Uh, that identity hasn't put you in a box that says, no, I can't do this. Correct. Right. Just so that, like in the summertime, I was the one that was working as an assistant principal and the husband <laughs> teacher. So he was at home taking care of our three children. Yes, he was. You know, that doesn't make him any less manly right. because he was the one doing childcare for a few months. But it's you know, that's a, the role we tend to, to, you know, fell into just based on the different careers that we have. He's right. just being a good parent. Right. And I, right. I mean, I know at my house, like I don't touch the riding lawnmower. 
that is my wife's riding lawnmower, oh, really? and <laughs> like there is, I don't. That is her thing, man. She doesn't. Okay. Like I, I it's hands off. <laughs> you know? yeah, but when you think, when people think about, all right, what chores? Who's doing the yard work? Well, society, once again, going back to that idea of gender and 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 socially assigned behaviors, we automatically think, all right, it's yard work. Yeah. And, then does. and we just had a guy come out to look at it, look at an old mower to see if he could repair it. And he kept speaking to me the whole time. And I'm like, yo, man, <laughs> you need to be talking to her because I know nothing about this and I'm not going to make any decisions on the mower. Yeah. See, I uh, love mowing the lawn. So, so I don't mind it. She just, she, this is her thing. Yeah. yeah. So that's, right? yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I like that. Like fluidity. I do. Yeah. So, and, and then the other piece of this, once again, and talking about some differences so that we are talking about the same thing is the sexual orientation. So that is different from gender because when we're talking about sexual orientation, we're talking about who we're attracted to. Right. The okay. direction of one's sexual attraction. So transgender does not necessarily mean that you are, you know, homosexual. It that those are different things. So right. so maybe you identify as a woman, but but your sexual attraction is still towards women. Could be. Right? Yes. It's, it's, right. And I think that's that's a tough one for people to wrap their heads around initially, for yes. sure. And I think that when we, a lot of people ask me, are there more, you know, all of a sudden we have this term transgender. Right. And it almost didn't exist, or well, at least it wasn't as popular many years ago. So why is this such a popular thing at the moment? And why are people starting to identify if they weren't before. And I, and I think that what was happening was there was a confusion between sexual orientation and gender. And many people in the LGBTQ community might have been because they didn't know the term. And I think, you know, now that we're, there's more information at our fingertips, thanks to the internet and, you know, things that we can find online and, and through television shows and Netflix specials. Um, I just don't think that people knew what transgender was before to be able to say that I identify as that. Well, and a lot of the students who I've spoken to or or even from, you know, documentaries and things that I've watched said they, you know, knew that they didn't fall under the normal binary gender that they weren't identifying that way, but that maybe they thought they were gay until they found out that really what they were was transgender. Right. And that was enlightening to them. So I have a graphic. I'm actually going to share this with you guys as well. Um, it's called the gender bread person. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. And um, it really shows the difference between, you know, when we're talking about identity, when we're talking about gender, we're talking about brain, what we think we are. Okay. And, you know, how, how we identify that way. When we're talking about attraction, we're talking about sexual orientation, that's something now we're thinking about with our, our heart, who we're attracted to. So that's when we're talking about sexual orientation. And when we're talking about sex we're talking about the physical part okay right. well, i'm going to share that with you guys so that you can post that one. yeah absolutely. awesome you know when, when we tried uh to do this the first time you know i i know i said hey you know is this question okay like has is this a new phenomenon or has this you know always been going on and, and you kind of just touched on that well last night you know before we started this i'm at home watching uh the comedy central roast of alec baldwin and you know, as soon as one of the guests comes up, it's Caitlyn Jenner, and oh, yeah. and and as soon as I see her, that question pops into my head because I right. guess you know, and Ron and I were talking before we started, you know, so that's Bruce Jenner, 
And, and, you know, when we were kids, when we were in grade school, you know, he was a guy on the Wheaties box. Right. But then, you know, Ron was saying he's, he's felt like that ever since he was a kid, you know? So, so I kind of, I crossed that question out and thought, I guess, you know, and you just touched on it. Everything's now at our fingertips. So besides information, like how about just support groups? Right. I think people are more open. Like, Hey, he did it. So he's, you know, if he has enough guts to get out there, then, you know, maybe there's there's someone else that I could talk to and, and I'm not the only one that feels this way. Um, so, so there's, there's a great group out there called Glisten, uh-huh. G-L-S-E-N, and that's how it's pronounced. And they do a, a national survey, a climate survey of schools. And what you just touched on is one of the, I guess, supports that can be put into place to help students to not feel harassed, intimidated, and bullied. And that's by having a support group in school. And they call it a gay straight alliance. Yep. We at, in my school chose to change the name of that. Um, I work at a, in, in, you know, a junior high school with seventh and eighth graders. And our students weren't coming out for our gay straight alliance because of the stigma behind the name. Right. So we had it and the students wanted to participate in it, but they were kind of afraid to come to meetings because they didn't want to be known as like, you know, the quote unquote gay kids. So um, we changed the name of the group to Generation Equality. Oh, cool. Okay. And now just in our junior high, we have upwards to 30 or so students. It's one of our most popular groups Wow. for people to be a part of and everybody who's there doesn't necessarily mean that they are part of the lgbtq community they might be allies of people okay you know, right. people yeah yeah friends and, and is supportive and goes to just show their support for the lgbtq plus community right and i think that's the kind of thing like that wasn't you know even you know i mean i'm an old man but you know <laughs> 30 years ago when i was in high school 35 years ago that that wouldn't have flown like it just you know there wasn't nobody was going to come out in support of you because then you know you get a label and and the bullying starts for everybody right and then i mean you're afraid that somebody's going to make fun of you and i mean those things exist because students are so afraid of those same things i just think there's a different level of understanding especially now with all of the harassment intimidation and bullying legislation and regulations you know there's more of an understanding of um you know how we can support people which is awesome. Yeah. I Most mean, definitely. Fantastic. Well, I mean, and, and it's coming down, you know, you're talking about being in a, in a junior high, it goes down even further than that. So that, and, and, and that's, I mean, those kids, those kids are just learning the way the world works. And now it's almost like if, if you have someone that's not an understanding person, it's school's going to be a really tough environment yeah, for absolutely. you. Um, if you're confused and, and you're not working with someone that's open-minded and, and willing to help you, yeah. um, I think that could be a scary situation. It absolutely can. You know, uh, Ron brought up an article on, was that in, oh, yeah, in yeah. a high school in it Virginia? Was a Washington Post article from, I think, last October. And it was uh, two gym teachers. They were having a lockdown. And they one of the students was transgender. And they sat the student in the hallway. During a they, lockdown. During a lockdown because they couldn't decide which locker room to let them come into for the lockdown. And I mean, the parent was upset, you know, rightfully so. But she said, I don't blame necessarily the teachers. She said, they just, they've had no training. They've Policy. had, you know, and, and they don't know what what to do. And, 
it, you know. And that was great that the superintendent then commented, yeah. you know, we need to go look at our policies. Right. Because right. if there's nothing in place for this type of situation, right. now it seems like we need something in place. Um, so I guess the only good thing from that article, you know, the, the child was upset. And right. the parents were upset, but the parents just wanted, you know, they, they don't, want to change. Not, yeah, they're not placing blame on anyone. They just want their, I guess, daughter to be safe in school, which what parent right. doesn't. But then, like, other kids like their their child, you know, because. Right. Well, it's that idea of uh, I just don't want this to happen to someone else, right? Like, that's, that's kind of where they came from was a good place of I just want, you know, this to be open and now let's talk about it. Right. So, and then, you know, you mentioned something. There's almost like. These students need not necessarily an IEP, but it's almost like sounds like administrators and teachers are coming together. So the student has a certain plan to be successful. And so and so I think that that's one of the other things that schools can do and teachers can do in order to help their students is to um, in our school, we have identified a person who is not just in charge of our generation equality group, um, but we have a counselor who specializes in, I'm gonna say all things LGBTQ, meaning that um, that it's it's an area of interest for them, right. but they, they actually work with the students because, you know, one of the things you also have to be careful about when you're talking about students who are identifying as transgender and they're saying, you know what, I might have the physical parts of a woman, but I identify with being a man is you don't know how, especially at this age, how comfortable they are with communicating that at home. Right. Because sometimes what they're exper experimenting with or, or feeling, they feel more comfortable expressing at school, maybe because they're afraid of the repercussions at home. Right. So one of the things that we do is really do a home parent survey, like safety survey, to find out how much the parent knows and really gauge the students' feelings of what their parents' reaction is going to be, because you also don't want to call and you know call and have a conversation with a parent and and out a child in any way, whether it's transgender or you know let them know that you know your your daughter's identifying and saying that she's a lesbian. Right. You don't want to call and out somebody and put them in a dangerous situation. Sure. So one of the things that our counselor does is you know meets with the student and talks to them about about that, finds out what they feel the reaction is going to be with at home be you know be at home and then puts a plan together so that we can bring student student and parent together um so there's some understanding there and you know you that doesn't mean that you're going to make every parent accepting right 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 experience that sometime where, where parents aren't um but you can't have somebody who's coming into school and saying you know i feel as if i am a man you know i feel as if i'm a man even though i have female body parts i want to use the boys bathroom well if they're trying to hide that from their parents the parents are going to find out one way or another because there's still the bigger school community so right. so and so's parent so and so's going to go home and say did you know that Susie superstar is actually using the boys bathroom right. you know and starting to have some of those realistic conversations with the students to say that if this is what you're starting to express here and you're starting to you know, ask people to call you different names or, or, you know, you want to use a different bathroom or whatever, your parents are going to find out. So how can we bridge that so that they find out from you in a safe, loving place right. rather than, you know, from the rumor mill out in the community? Um, and that's, and that is an important thing to, to happen too, to make sure that there's 
a plan in place to bring parents and to make sure that you're meeting the students' needs. And obviously, when we're talking to, uh, to teachers, that's not going to be something that you're necessarily going to come up with a student. But if the student feels most comfortable talking to you about what's going on, you know, being able to identify somebody in your school that's a resource for you that you can go to to say, listen, so-and-so came to me about this. They want to be called a different name. How can I help them? Right, right. Yeah, or just, you know, this person wants to have, you know, different pronouns for them. Yes. You know, again, it's the same thing as using the bathroom. You, Somebody's going to go home and they're saying, like you said, they're, gonna, they're calling Susie he every time they, they talk to her. What's going on? Right. Now, and do you do that meeting in school? Will you guys you know, have parent and student come together in school. With, Absolutely, yeah. Uh, that's I mean, awesome. we'll do it when it, whenever is convenient for the right. parent. And and one thing you always have to keep in mind. So we're talking. Let's let's touch on pronouns because you just sure mentioned. yeah yeah. So it's not just maybe the names, but there are also gender neutral pronouns that right. some people want to be called. Right. Um, Z is one of them. Z. Okay. And, you know, Z Zer. Uh, so oh. and, and 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 there are I mean, many that you can choose from. That students can say, you know, I don't want to be Z, I want to be A, I want to be Tay, I want to be Vey. Oh, geez. Wow. Okay. Right. And so part of this is in talking about what, what a teacher can do or a staff member can do is talking to the student and once again, from a place of respect, from a place of care and saying, what can I do to make this classroom comfortable for you? What do you want to be called? What pronouns do you want me to use? And and then trying to be respectful of that. And that doesn't mean you're gonna be perfect every time. Sure, right, right, you know, right. Friends that I have that are transgender, every once in a while I'll call now a him, a her, just because they were a her forever to me. Right. And you know, it, they, they understand that you're still trying to be respectful. Well, absolutely. We no, nobody, nobody's perfect. We, we ha- to, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, well, one thing to always keep in mind is your policy because your school policy may dictate certain things um, uh, right. and certain certain states like our state, the state of New Jersey, came out with guidance for all schools uh, on uh, their transgender policy and said, you should do this. And one of the things it said was, if a student identifies, they are the only ones who can say what their gender is and you should be respectful of their the name that they wanna be called, the pronouns they wanna be called, but once again, just because that's guidance doesn't mean that every school district is adopting that as part of their policy. So gotcha. you know, for everybody listening, it is important to, as, as respectful as you want to be, make sure that you are following your district your policy. policy. Because, right, most definitely. You know, well, because I know something not in that, I don't know about other districts, but I know in our district, you know, I think the date's coming up. If not, it's already passed. That's that we signed something that says we've we've read all the policies. Right. And, and yeah, we, yeah, yeah. you know, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is that's 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 something to think of. Yeah, you know, your I mean, policy, right? Uh, and yeah, um, we so ha- other things. I mean, when we're talking about inclusive classrooms, we already talked a, a little bit about um, using gender neutral terms in class, making sure that you have a variety of materials, not just the text that you're using, but maybe when you're talking about different things that you have transgender neutral people that you're talking about protagonists. And when we're talking about the LGBTQ plus community. Maybe having some stories where, and, and this kind of just goes outside of transgender a little bit, but including people with, you know, stories with two moms or two right. dads. Yes. And, you know, being respectful of that as well. But I, I think one of the most important things is making your classroom a safe space. And, and that means being careful not to use derogatory terms or say negative things about transgender students or about students in the LGBTQ plus community. Sure. 
and stopping up students or anybody else from using inappropriate terms as well. Right. In, in the junior high, I want to say the most popular term that I hear when students are putting each other down is saying, oh my God, that's so gay. Right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yes. You know, and when I talk to students, some of them don't even realize that they are saying something that could be hurtful to somebody who is gay. Sure. Because, but Dr. Clark, everybody says that. Right. <laughs> So, you know, you know, listening and, and, and keeping an ear out for that in your classroom to make sure that students are not using derogatory terms and not saying negative things as well. And and when you look at some of the stuff that Glisten has published about, you know, the, the climate surveys, they'll tell you, the students will say that they hear staff members saying um, negative things really? about wow. the community. And so it might not be something that's happening in your classroom, but something to be thinking about and and you know kind of to keep in the back of your mind or, or anybody who's listening you know to to be thinking about what you're saying and how you're coming off because you want to be respectful because students pick up when you're not no most, right. most yeah, definitely absolutely. most definitely yeah. and if you go on online glisten publishes these signs that will that say this is a safe space inclusive for lesbian gay bisexual transgender students and their allies so you can just put one of these little signs and you can classroom. print it right off of the internet. Um, yeah. You can print it right off of the internet and, and pop it on your door, on your wall, in the classroom. And students who are looking for somebody to talk to will see this. Right. Now, will and, that be... And will come to you if they, you know, if, if they feel like they have, they need somebody to talk to. Will that be in your slideshow that you're going to send us? I can, I can send that to you, yes. No, yeah, because we'll, we'll take, you know, that'll be one of the pictures that we'll throw out yep. there on yeah. YouTube. And we'll put um, we'll put links to listen this stuff, yeah, in the show notes that we do as well, yeah, definitely. Um, but, you know, that's another thing too. When when you put even it, you might not be especially the the grades that you're teaching. I mean, Joe, in your third grade class, you're probably not talking too much about transgender things. You're not really talking there. There's you're not really talking a lot about um, attraction and things of that nature. No, but if somebody who may be experiencing it or a student who you know might see this and say, okay. Mr. DePaulo is somebody that I can talk to. Well, we I watched uh, Jennifer Savalo put on uh, a conference last year, and and she was talking to to her daughter's teacher, and and she had said something like, "Well, maybe you should do read alouds that might feature two moms." And the teacher says, "Why? No one has two moms." And then she replied with, "My kid's got two moms." So, so right. e even in third grade, you can still do that kind of story because right, I know, we, we've had students sure. come through with two, two moms two, or two dads, two moms or, yeah. or, or two dads. Um, and, and I'll tell you what I have, I don't have one of those books, right. um, but, but moving forward, like my, re I, I, I need to bring in, uh, right. you know, it, it, it's some, something because there's, I guess what, what she was putting out is out is all the kids in your class should feel like they're represented. Well, and not only that, it, it then they know there's a kid in the class that has two moms. So when they're seeing a story about it, now they're saying like, oh, all right, this is, you know, this isn't, you know, no matter maybe what I hear at home that maybe it's not okay or, you know, which you never know. Well, Mr. DePaulo thinks it's okay. He just read a story about it. So, yeah. you know, it just gets them open to, you know, being inclusive and, you know, having that Right, and thinking outside of, I mean, when, when our students come in, they know what they know from their own homes, right. their own experiences. So 
you know, we when we start sharing those things, we're sharing that not every family looks like yours. Right. Now, you know? do you have any titles offhand? Do you have any? I do not, only okay. because, at least for elementary school, because I tend to deal more with um, the high school. Yeah. Right. So, I'm sure and, a know, quick Google yeah. search. About high school, Ursula Le Guin uh, does a lot of gender neutral um, protagonists. So oh. she would definitely be somebody at the high school level that I would suggest. Okay. But um, I'm, I'm sorry, elementary school is not necessarily my area of expertise. Yeah, no, no, hey. no, that's fine because and like we have the internet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll do a quick Google and then maybe we'll try we'll and get some, some links, links in. In, the, yeah. in our show notes. Yeah, also. absolutely. And actually, that, that so the idea of going into your own classroom and looking at the library, uh, you know, books that you have, or looking at the collection of things that you're reading to your students. When I was at a conference last year, somebody was saying that they do that every year, but look look at it from a different social justice perspective. Cool. So we're talking right now about doing that from the LGBTQ perspective, but maybe taking that same thing and looking at the different races that are represented next yeah, year. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Each time that you're each time that you're putting a book order together or putting an order together for materials for your classroom, trying to focus on something different each year so right. that, you know, by the end of a few years, you are representing, you know, all, all facets of, you know, the people that are represented in our, our culture, our society, in the world, really. And possibly in our class and in your, in your classroom. classroom yeah. 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 And that's, I, I think there was a, a high school in New Jersey just recently. Uh, they're mandating that. Like they do, you know, they do women in STEM. They're mandating yeah. a uh, LGBTQ people in STEM. Um, that that that's kind of included in in lessons. Um, yeah. So starting th this up next school year, all students. I want to say in grades three, eight, and eleven. Um, don't quote me on those grades, but students, you you are supposed to now in the state of New Jersey include. Any contributions from yeah, people that's... in the LGBTQ community, but also in the special education, yeah, well, who, who um, you know, would be considered that would qualify for special education services. Anybody with a disability, right, like a Temple Grandine or integrated into the curriculum. Yeah. Okay. yeah, very cool. So, so that's so then, so then districts will start to get state aid to start to make these changes. Yes, but I think that what what the state is saying, and, and I, there was actually a little bit of backlash from the things that I read recently. Yeah, that's what I, on the radio. That some people felt as if the people were pushing yep. different sexual orientations on the students, but the idea of the legislation that came out of what we're supposed to include in the curriculum is just adding contributions that people from the different groups have made historically to our society, which I, I don't think that that's something that's I think that should be included. In, right, most in, definitely. Yeah. Right. If you have somebody who had a disability that did something great, why aren't we talking about that? Right. It's something relevant to you know that that particular part of history that we're looking at. So same thing with the LGBTQ community. Sure. Just because somebody was in that community, why are we not talking about them? Why are we right. not celebrating their accomplishments? Be Correct. Because of their that would be because of their gender identity, right? right. And, yeah. and that's or, or, sexual, or sexual orientation, yeah, which, yeah. Which is going to be a form of discrimination, right? Yes. Very Ooh, cool, man. So other thing, I mean, other things to think about when we're talking about making our classrooms and our schools inclusive is, you know, if if somebody is asking you maybe to use a different bathroom or you know, can I go to the nurse's office to use the bathroom instead? 
sometimes we're making different assumptions about my, why they might want to go there. Maybe it's further and they're trying to get out of class, but you may have somebody who's going there because that's a single stall right. bathroom. Yep. Right. They are, they're not quite sure what's going on and they're, they're struggling with, you know, maybe their gender and gender dysphoria and that things aren't aligning. Um, so kind of being sensitive to that as well, that if somebody is constantly asking you just a single stall bathroom, that there could be something else behind it and, and be respectful and allow them to do that um, until they're comfortable having a conversation about it. Right. And to when we think about like dress code, to really try to enforce that based on identity and rather than sex. So rather than saying like, you're a guy, you know, so you can't wear a skirt. Well, just because they're male does not necessarily mean that they feel as if they're a man. So I, trying to be respectful of that as well. Right. So as long as the skirt adheres to the school's policy on skirts. Yes. Anybody should be able to wear the skirt. Absolutely. Yeah. That's. Yeah. And I think even I was when you said that, I was thinking of schools that have uniforms that are, you know, boys wear khaki pants, girls wear the skirts. That kind of creates a little bit of a problem. It should be either everybody wears. I mean, the option the should be either a choice or everybody wears khaki pants, and if, then yeah. there there isn't an issue. If you want to wear skirts, this is a plaid skirt you have right. to wear. If you want to wear pants, these are the blue or, right. or khakis yeah. you have to wear. Yeah. Um, and that's interesting. And I think it's just it's 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 it is interesting because it's so new, right? So and and what happens when things are new? People don't like them because because it's a change, right? Yeah. And so, other questions that generally come up when I'm having conversations about transgender students is, what if they change their mind? Right. Right. Yeah, I've heard that. Right. Talking about students who are, you know, people who are truly transgender, there is no changing their mind. And if we think about how hard, you know, it is to not even when you're in school to not have the coolest clothes or to do something that's so against the grain right for somebody to come out and say you know i am actually not a, a you know girl i'm a guy that is so stigmatizing right that you know i'm going to say 9 times out of 10 they're not doing that for attention they're doing that because they truly feel this way and they understand the repercussions that they're going to get in, by their peers and Social. by not going along you know going on the green and and, and being quote unquote like everybody else is right. that you know the likelihood of somebody making that up is you know slim i can't say it's never going to happen but sure but then like with body chemistry changing eventually i mean maybe things do change right i mean that's that could happen most of the time, if somebody truly is transgender, they know before they're even five or six years old. Right. They might not be able to tell you at that age that that's what they are based on, you know, what they've been exposed to. But they tend to know, you know, I'm not really a guy. I'm a girl or I'm not really a girl. I'm a guy. Hmm. Well, and that's so I they think know very, they know very young. And, and but but that's not to say that they were thinking they were something else and and really start when they hit a certain age when they hit that chemistry and go you know what i felt this way before but now i really know that i'm not right and i think um, you hear that that idea a lot where people are like well you know they're going to do that to use the bathroom of the like you said the what's going to come along with that isn't worth you know right. as far as what they feel to use the other sex bathroom Right. Yeah, I mean, and and if you really have somebody who is 100 percent, you know, that has made a transition is transgender walk into your school, you wouldn't 
even necessarily know right. that they have different body parts. Right. Because if they've made the transition, you know, a lot of times what we're talking about are, you know, and what we experience are students who they came in as one thing and now they're starting to experiment and go, wait a second, this is not who I am and make the transition while they're in school. But if you have somebody who's transgender and, and you know, they have made the transition to being a man or a woman, and I don't necessarily mean transsexual or changing body parts, but have made that transition, they're going to walk into school and we're just going to assume that that's what they are. Right. Yeah. Based, based on how they're acting, based on the clothes that they're wearing, their hairstyle. Once again, all of those things that we're going back to the beginning of our conversation right. that we talked about when we think about different genders, um, you know, they're going to walk in and you're just going to see this boy or this girl. Right. It's heavy. I mean, I, I, it's well, well, there's it, a lot. It's a lot. And but you know what? It's like I, I look at the clock on the the podcast and it's like 46 minutes but it's <laughs> it's it's almost feels like no time's passed because there's so much information and you're kind of like yeah man i could really i could i need to take a look at what i'm doing in my classroom to make sure that everybody is feeling comfortable in my classroom most definitely um and i know a lot of times people you know and i just want to reiterate this again a lot of times when i speak to whether it's administrators or teachers or support staff People will say, well, I'm afraid to ask the question. I'm afraid right. to say something. Sure. But if you think about yourself, wouldn't you rather have somebody ask you and clarify with you what you would prefer rather than not know and make assumptions? Right. So if you're approaching a student from that respectful, caring place and say, listen, you know, you asked, I noticed this, or you asked me to call you this, you asked me to call you Jim instead of Kim, is there a different pronoun that you would like me to use as well? Right. Or are you comfortable with me continuing to use the, you know, female pronouns? You know, you're showing them respect in that way. Right. I wouldn't have that conversation in front of the whole class, obviously. Right, right, right. One-on-one right. -on -one conversation, you know, pull them aside or have a conversation in the hallway or one of the other students have left, have that conversation or in guidance. Sure. But I don't think any student is going to say, I can't believe they asked me that. I mean, if they, if they are expressing that to you and asking you to use a different bathroom or asking you to call them a different name or a different pronoun, they'd rather you ask questions and be respectful in that way. Right, it's just going to make them feel more comfortable. Correct. In the long run, yeah, man, awesome, yeah. Uh, your expertise, I, I thank you so much yeah. for you know just again just making us think and hopefully making a lot of people think. And and I know one thing, you know, my my library is going to change. Right. So I know one of the things we have our back to school night that's going to start about six fifteen. So one of the first things I'm going to do is is do that Google search, right? And and maybe try and find some read alouds with two moms and two dads right. and and just start there and and you know I, and i know twitter's a great place yeah so you, like you put out a, a request for books elementary books with two moms or two dads on twitter and I, you're going to get some response well most definitely yeah. so you know I, I would do the same thing when thinking about maybe gender neutral or ge yeah characters as well you know because right. when when we're talking about gender, that once again, that is that is different from the sexual orientation. So we are talking about different things, but it's all in the same community. Sure. So you know, putting out something about you know a gender neutral protagonist, and right. and I can think that even in my my daughter's library, my my daughter's two and a half, um, there are some books that I read that you can't tell from the pictures or from the story 
if this is a boy or girl. Right. Um, and I like that. Well, it all, yeah, I mean, it also makes them use their imagination as to what they think, you know, right. which is, you know, just them using their imagination. And, and, and you're not yeah. setting those gender roles. Right. Right. That's awesome. Man. Kim, this was, this is definitely our longest episode. Yep. Um, but I, but I think, you know, we could probably talk for, we could probably keep talking, right? right. I mean, there's presentations on this. It's usually an hour and a half and we can keep going. So yeah. this is just really the tip of the iceberg of it. But I, I, I'm glad that thank you, number one, for having me, because this is how we communicate. We, we get the word out. We spread support. We, we raise awareness so that our students feel supported. And, you know, that's what we're all here for. Yeah, we're here absolutely. To what's best for our students. Most definitely. And, you know, and, and this is what's going to be best for our students in the LGBTQ community when people know what to do to make them feel comfortable in school and in class. And Joe, when you get that list together of books, can you shoot that my way? Because oh. I guarantee you're not the first person who's going to ask me that question of definitely. What book can I share? And now I can say, here are some books that would be appropriate at the elementary level. Right. Awesome. Yeah, definitely, Kim. Um, and like when we when we get all this done, can we throw this out on Twitter at like like because Pinelands is on Twitter, right? Like, is, is that cool? Where we're and then do you have a Twitter account for Pinelands? We do. And ours is um, at Pinelands. OK. Yes. OK. And I'll your way so that you have all of our because we, we know we hashtag we are PRJHS. We have a few different. Oh, so then I'll, I'll get that list going. I'll email the list to you. And if you want to respond with the little hashtags and stuff like Absolutely. that, um, yeah. I think, Ron, you said it's going to come out in October. Uh, look like October 21st. We'll probably have this episode coming out. Great. Yeah. Um, you know, once it gets done, we'll, we can, when we get it in Google, we'll send you the link so you can at least listen to it. Yeah, if you want to preview it or anything. I don't want to listen. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to come to teachernerds.com again. <laughs> um, oh, man. I really do appreciate, like I said, I, I, I got passionate about this because I want to make sure that we're supporting all of our students, and I felt as if this was an area that um, you know, we could do better on. Yeah, absolutely. And so I want to spread the word is what we can do, and uh, this is how it starts. So and it kind you. of fits in. Like our district is doing you know, cultural response you know, being cultural responsive and right. inclusive. And this just, it slides right in, you know, it's under that umbrella, everybody. All right. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Kim, thanks for doing what you do. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. We really appreciate, we appreciate it. it. Can I, I'm going to, I'm going to leave you guys with a term that you probably didn't even know that you were. And it's one of my favorite things when I, when we talk about this, somebody who is not in the LGBTQ identify as LGBTQ plus, um, not that they wouldn't be in the community because allies can be in the community, but if your um, sex and your gender match, mm -hmm. right, then you're cisgender. Cisgender, like S I S, C I S, G E N D E R, and that that's somebody whose gender identity corresponds to their birth assigned category, you know, to the the parts that they were born with. So I think that's always funny because when I bring that up, people go, I didn't even know I was sitting <laughs> So if you didn't know that, you guys are, are cisgender. Wait, nice. Does, does, does it, like the CIS, is that an acronym for anything? Is it short I'm, for anything? I'm certain that it is, but I don't have the answer to that. Okay. <laughs> Google it, man. I know. I, Kim, you know, like I'm, that's. I ask those silly questions because that's not like, a silly yeah, question. Well, I just you want to know. I yeah. <laughs> I want to know. Inquiring minds want to yeah. know. Well, Kim, thank you very much. 
Thank you, guys. We really appreciate everything. Um, I'll send you that list, and you send us the stuff back, and we can kick this out there. Awesome. Cool. Thanks, Kim. Talk to you later. All right. right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, Joe. So that was awesome. Ron, Um, I'm I'm mind blown. Yeah. I I mean, again, just it makes you want to go back to your, like you said, look at your room, look at what you're doing in your lessons, and and kind of just make sure that, man, I want to make sure that I, I want everybody to feel included yep, and everybody I, to feel loved and everybody to feel like they're part of my classroom. Most definitely, because if they don't come in comfortable, anything you're trying to teach them, it's right. it's it's not it's not even worth it because they're focused on something else. They don't feel safe. Right. You know, something's going on either outside. So well, you it's want that, that safe learning environment. You have to include all the kids. Right. Kids don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. There you go. Right? Yep. Um, so hopefully everybody enjoyed that episode. Um that was I'm a long one. Thanks for sticking with <laughs> yeah. us. Um, I'm Ron Nober. I'm Joe DiPaolo. We are the Teacher Nerds. And Joe? Nerds with a Z, Ron. That is Nerds with a Z. Check us out on TeacherNerds.com. Check us out on Twitter, at Teacher Nerds. Instagram, at Teacher Nerds Podcast. And you know, check out the Flipgrid on TeacherNerds.com. Check out the Teacher Nerds store on TeacherNerds.com. Get that Teacher Nerds gear. All right. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Teacher Bye. nerds, teacher nerds, knocking on your door. Open up, let's take your teaching further than before. Give it a try, don't be shy, there's nothing there to lose. Worst thing that happens, kids get pain on their shoes. We're talking teacher nerds, I'm talking teacher nerds.